I like to say that George W. Bush drove me back to church. I grew up in the Episcopal Church here in D.C., and I went to the National Cathedral School. The Episcopal Church was very much a part of the fabric of my childhood. And one of the things that I remember taking from that religious upbringing is that as, as Christians, as humans, we had an obligation to speak out and care for the least of these. That's certainly what I learned from Bishop Walker, from the addresses he gave to our school on the horrors of apartheid in South Africa, on the human toll of the conflicts in Central America fueled by U.S. funds and arms. I thought this is what Christians all believed. Obviously, I learned later that that was wrong. In college, I fell away from the church like many of us do, and I turned my energy into AIDS activism and reproductive rights activism that turned into a career in global health. Don't really think about tying that to the faith that I grew up in, but it just was what it was. Until 2000, when I was listening to these speeches around the election, and there are so many things that George Bush said his Christian faith called him to do that sounded nothing like what I thought I, my Christian faith called me to do. I was so confused that I actually went back to the conventions and looked them up just to make sure I wasn't completely misguided. I decided at that moment that I had an obligation as a Christian who is deeply committed to reproductive rights, to the rights of gay people, um, to human rights around the world. I had to make that part of my advocacy because that's where it came from. And I couldn't let the kind of Christianity that didn't show Christ's full love for the world when in front of it. I eventually found a church in North Carolina when I moved there. And as if I didn't know I needed to be there right away, uh, when I first met with the rector, he showed me, was showing me around and he took me to their old chapel built in the 19th century. Very simple. I still love this place. And right there, in the chapel, he said, Reverend Polly Murray preached her first sermon, her first Eucharist here after she was ordained. Could have been anywhere in the country at that point. This is Polly Murray, the legendary genderqueer, lesbian civil rights activist. She could have been in the National Cathedral or in Riverside Church, but she was in this small chapel in North Carolina. And the reason was because her grandmother worshiped in the balcony of that chapel when she was enslaved. And this was a way of reclaiming that history. Well, if this was a church that put that in front of their own history, then I knew I was in the right place. And sure enough, I worked with my fellow congregants there on um, community organizing, advocating in front of the city council to make more affordable housing available, to create better working conditions for immigrants. We marched with Reverend Barber in the Moral Monday movement. I finally could connect my passion for social justice with my faith that I grew up in, in a very real and lived way. Which is why I was so happy when I found St. Columbus and learned more about the community that, that is being built here and has been built here. I am so happy I can be a small part of the work we're doing to increase housing equity and become an anti-racist church. It's clearly another sign that I'm in the right place.